Hi, I'm Derek Arcurni. Welcome to Shamanic Innovations. Hello and welcome back to Shamanic Innovations. I am your host, Derek. It is Wednesday, September the 16th at uh, 9.03 a.m. It's kind of a nice day outside. I just got back from my walk and I wanted to just take a moment and kind of talk to you about an experience that I've recently had. Um, before I get into it all, please sure, be sure to like, share, subscribe, find me on all the different socials. Uh, you'll find me on Instagram, you'll find me on Facebook, you'll find me on Twitter, you'll find me on Twitch, actually, even Pinterest, um, you name it, I am everywhere, Patreon, <laughs> um, yeah, pretty much everywhere. I think I'm everywhere but OnlyFans, um, because I haven't found a excuse to, you know, stick something up my butthole for 10 bucks. Um, but... I don't know. Give me an excuse there. But pretty much everywhere else, you know, um, from Tumblr to TikTok. And yes, there is a TikTok. Um, so yeah, everywhere you can think of. Your pit, I already said Pinterest. Um, I'm going to think Etsy. Yeah. Your Etsy's. Uh, there's a website now, Social Art Guide. There's actually going to be just a regular Shamanic Innovations website that'll come pretty soon. As I have some um, things that I'm working on and some grants and stuff that will need, you know, just a little streamlining here. So there's going to be a lot more in the works. But, you know, you can be sure to just look for the Shamanic Innovations name or my name, Derek R. Kearney. Um, I think there's some D-Rock the Almighty one or D-Rock 77 still out there. But I should have it all um, kind of wrapped up within one umbrella here pretty soon. You know, the Social Art Guide, Shamanic Innovations. Um, be wrapping that all up here. So, yeah, I just want to take a moment and shout out to all that before getting started. We'll pause there in case I want to edit this. So, today's topic. Um, as you know, this has been kind of like my journey um, in a lot of aspects. It's been kind of, you know, my mental journey through, you know, life and just getting past a lot of the different hurts and hates and, you know, things that have happened, the traumas of the past, um, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, you know, it's all been wrapped into one, um, making sure that my health is in good order and good shape. That's the reason why for the morning walks and, you know, there have been a few walking talks along with this. Um, it's the reason why before starting, I spent a good, I don't know, six, seven, ten minutes putting together a green smoothie. It was all like kale and cucumbers and ginger and, you know, some strawberry and banana in there also, so you can get a fruit flavor, a little natural sweet. Um, you know, some nut, and he was like almond butter and almond milk and almonds, you know, kind of give a nutty sort of taste. And I actually put some seeds in there also, some hemp and flax seeds. A little too much on the seeds, but happens. 
It's <laughs> what you get for not measuring, D. Um, but yeah, a lot of um, you know different choices there, and you know it's one of those things that kind of ebbs and flows back in between. Um, I find myself at times going between wanting to have the healthy shake and wanting to have the Taco Bell. You know, wanting to have the healthy meal and wanting to have fried chicken for all my meals. Um, and, you know, there's something that I really wanted to discuss here because some of that ebb and flow has to do with how we go into situations and how we manage them and how we come out of situations. Um, I recently had a situation here where I was able to have, we'll call it my third ceremony with the uh, grandfather or grandmother medicine. Grandfather's San Pedro, so yeah, grandmother's Aya. So third ceremony with the grandmother. Um, it really is my fifth experience, uh, fourth and fifth during this weekend here. It was a two-night event. Um, I kind of like the idea of doing two nights more and really would like to, you know, or two days back-to-back or whatever more. And really would like to be able to immerse myself more in the experience when doing it. Um, it's a bit challenging to have this wonderful thing and then go back into normal society. So, uh, you know, I'm thinking for future, you know, future ceremonies, future encounters. Yes, let's go ahead and get as far off the grid as possible. If we're going to do this in the U.S., let's find somewhere we can camp and like seriously camp and you know not have to go back to a bed not have to go back to normal society not have to listen to a radio and you know check an internet device and all that sort of stuff there you know not only in the time between the ceremony but probably you know for a day or two afterwards just be able to totally disconnect um and that's something i wanted to get into here with this ceremony I was able to do this here, as I said, just recently. Um, I have a sacred family here in America that I'm able to participate with. And, you know, that family expands and grows each time. But it is still sacred. Um, So I will just use some very basic names if I need to use a name out for anybody. I shouldn't, though. I should be able to tell this all on my own without, you know, any sort of incrimination and all that and just be able to say sacred family. So I'm with my sacred family um, some time ago, a couple weeks back, and we decided to do a ceremony. Now, this ceremony happened, as I said, in America um, on a street like any other, you know, in a backyard of a house like any other. Um, the property was actually really nice. It was along a river, you know, kind of a quiet neighborhood, um, well protected, nice backyard space, plenty of room for us all to come in in the circle and, you know, share the ceremony and then have a space also you can walk off for your get wells and all that. Um, so it was really good for that, you know, stake there. And... I was able to arrive. I was accompanied, you know, at this ceremony, which it was really cool to have a ceremony where you're going into it with someone. Um, You know, the past ceremonies that I've done have been ones where, okay, well, I happen to know someone sitting across the way or, you know, I meet someone and we come 
friends. Um, the last one before, I had a friend join us for the second day of the ceremony there. You can only make one. Um, you know, so this one here was like, all right, I'm going, you know, with someone really special to me who, you know, I'm able to share this experience with. And I'm going to admit I was a bit worried about them during the process because, you know, if you've ever dealt with a grandmother, um, there's a lot that goes on. There's a lot of you know, internal look, and there's a lot of purging, and there's a lot of things that come up during these. And um, yeah, I'll admit that you know, just kind of being able to look over and say, "Oh, are they okay?" You know, let me go and like rub their back, or you know, let me go check on, you know, ask them if they're all right. Yeah, that does kind of you know pull away from me in a sense to have to do these things, and you know, something they did for me also. Um, I think because it is a very special person that, you know, kind of did have a good balance of being able to say, hey, you know, you're able to care for other people and do things for other people while you're in this state. Um, and, you know, it was, as I said, a very magical moment, you know, especially coming out of that, being able to share that sort of experience with them and talk with them afterwards. Um so, you know, I could definitely see, all right, you know, bring your whoever, you know, if you have a boyfriend, girlfriend, wife, husband, um, if you have a best friend, you know, whatever, and the ceremony, idea of a ceremony comes up in your neighborhood, yeah, bring them along, you know, bring those people who are important to you and special to you along to do the ceremony also. So that was good. And, you know, I was just able to kind of talk with you know, the different people involved. Um, I said, make some new friends, see some old friends, all of that. You know, it's a good time. Um, what I will say is different from this versus past ceremonies, though. This seemed to be really on the tradition. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's obviously difficult to know the exact tradition of a shaman. Um, because 99% of these things are not recorded. I would actually love to, if at all possible, you know, even if it means that I have to do like a, you know, just to me or me and someone else or whatever, you know, and everybody's signing paperwork and, you know, everybody but me's on camera and the camera's just focused on me and, you know, and the, a shaman comes over to give me the medicine and they're like slightly off camera and just saying the words or whatever, speaking, you know, the prayers and songs and all of that. And, you know, we're just going to focus on my effects of it. I, you know, whatever needs to happen. But it's one of those things that, you know, it kind of does need to be documented. Um, and I don't really know how to do that. You know, maybe that is kind of breaking that sacred trust and bringing the small camera with you to kind of document things. And even with that, you're like, eh, how do you do this? Eh, you know, where do I put the camera? But, you know, I think more getting the trust from people and saying, hey, we're going to record this. And, you know, this is how it should be. I think that's probably the best way to go. And, but at the same time, yes, these things need to be documented and recorded. So with that said, I try to document as much as I can, you know, on paper, 
through my eyes, whatever, and also through, you know, means like this here and also have the YouTube channel. Um, I don't think I'll be doing a YouTube video on this ceremony, um, mostly because I've already started tape and I usually like to, if I'm going to do the YouTube, do it at the same time as I'm doing the speech, but also, yeah, I, I can't really even describe, you know, in a way where you're going to be able to see it visually. And also, I can easily download this recording and slap it on a YouTube. So, you know, with all of that said, as I said, yes, um, I did ceremony here and it was, you know, with a very close person in my life, along with new and old friends and a shaman. And I'm going to, again, call this the closest thing to the authentic as we will have. The first ceremony that I did last year, and it's been a little over a year now, that first ceremony was great for the idea of introducing me to the plant medicines. Um, I can see now how I didn't take that as seriously as I should have. I mean... Hell, I think I, you know, had some cannabis like the night before, you know, because I was so worried about it. And it didn't kill me, you know, but I didn't really get all the visual, you know, feeling, the whatever. And I didn't really get the full dose of that because uh, I was still worried. Is this going to kill me? You know, whatever. And I'll just, you know, I'm still in my party mode. Let's do this. Great. Um, and that was a one-nighter. And, you know, that was with four very beautiful mothers who came in. Um, I think they said they were wives of shamans or daughters or something like that. So they were basically just bringing us, you know, they brought us the songs, which, you know, music becomes the medicine more than the actual um, substance. So, you know, I wanted to first off point that out. You know, they did bring us medicine in the case of, you know, the music that he played. But also, you know, hey, you're trying four different things. And, you know, it was a bit of a it was a bit of a show. You know, it was a large group of people. And, you know, oh, let's try the combo and let's try the tangera. You know, let's try all of these things and really just, you know, it was like just kind of a party. Hey, let's try everything. Um, but I survived that experience and I felt a lot better afterwards, you know, better about myself, better about the world, the people around me and everything. Um, one thing I will say negative with that experience though, is that aside from it being the one night, I was immediately back in, you know, the world. Um, I had to pick up my phone and call a friend to come pick me up because I didn't know how this overnight ceremony would be, if I would be all, you know, loopy, drugged, spaced out, whatever. I didn't know. So out of fear, I arranged for a friend to take my car for the night and pick me up the next day. And the bad part about that, the part that I'm like, oh, my God, why did I do this? Is, you know, the friend picks you up and... You know, they've been up partying for the night, you know, I went and had some drinks with friends and you've been doing your thing and they want to hear about your experience and they want you to tell them that everything was fucking, you know, amazing and you saw space creatures. Mm. Having some of that smoothie. They want you to tell you, 
point for you to tell them that everything was great. And then they want to talk about how they partied for the night. And you're like, oh my God, do I really have to listen to this? And, you know, nobody really wants to listen to kind of sacred music afterwards if you haven't been to any ceremonies. So where I'm like, hey, is there something kind of, you know, native that I can listen to? They're like, hey, let's listen to drum and bass. Don't get me wrong, I love drum and bass. (laughs) Or they're like, hey, let's listen to Green Day. Don't get me wrong, I love Green Day. And you know what I'm going to say next. Don't get me wrong, I love Prince. (laughs) So, you know, you want to kind of have that sort of experience of not having people, you know, in your face, you know, talking like that. And then honestly, I went home from that experience and I jumped in front of the camera not to record my own thing. But by that point, I was recording for... You know, my girlfriend just basically to kind of fill her in on what had happened. You know, and seeing it's a long distance relationship, yeah, it has to be a video conference. You know, I can't just, hey, I'm alive, I'll talk to you soon, click on a phone. She wants to have a video chat. So now I am having to sit here for however long and, okay, well, I really can't explain this and I'm tired because I've been up all night and, you know, I really don't want to stare at the camera and you want to look at me and tell me that I am whatever and tell me about whatever you've done. And, you know, it, it just did not really work for me that well that first time to have to go immediately back into things. And, you know, that's something I can also say was kind of true with the second experience. Um, the second experience that I had, it was a little bit more secluded in the fact that you know, we were away from the society for, you know, we were able to like kind of camp in that area there, have a little bit of retreat. So, you know, it gave me some time to not really jump back on the Facebook immediately. You know, okay, I'll take a picture and share that here, you know, so that I know a year later, hey, I did this. But I'm not going to jump right back into, let me, you know, scroll and, oh, what's the president done today? How far are we into revelations now? You know? Um, <laughs> love that. So yeah, you know, I don't really have to get. I didn't really have to get back into it immediately. But yeah, you know, I had to do another video chat with a girlfriend. Um, I think I ended up running into the friend somewhere. You know, like I went to, to you know something and end up having a conversation with him. You know, other people that I know. You know, other people wanting to come right back into things. And you know, it's more of the screens that we deal with than anything. Um, you know. I think that does kind of become a thing there. And then also, you know, as we come out of this, you know, we realize food, um, food does become kind of a hindrance. You know, I've done a really good job these, you know, in my ceremonies of not going directly back to Taco Bell or KFC or Pizza Hut or what, you know, but it's like, man, I just kind of get that craving a couple days later, you know? Only so much of that kitchery you want to have, you know? I didn't make kitchery for afterwards, only made it for before, you know? So, uh, yeah, it becomes a little bit of a thing. Um, and, you know, and I say that, you know, like the second experience, the two-day experience it at the second time, I think this was like October of last year, that was great because I was able to disconnect for that day. 
you know, and that time in between ceremonies. Um, and really for that next day after, I still had some disconnection time. You know, so yeah, I can take some time and kind of sketch a little bit. I can take some time and kind of journal a little bit. Um, I can really, you know, get in tune with the thoughts and what am I experiencing, not only during ceremony, but after, and, you know, what did I see, you know, and feel, whatever, during that time. Um, it's really helpful to have that sort of, you know, disconnection from everything. Um, and, you know, by everything, if you fall along, that even includes the cannabis. Um, the second ceremony time, the second experience, I did a little bit better, I would say, with my break until I didn't. Um, I started off October and I went a good 13 days. It was like actually about 12 and a half days, almost 13, something like that, with nothing. We'll say 12 days with nothing, and on the 13th day, I broke. Like, I was, you know, dead set, or, you know, nobody come near me, nobody come near me. And it happened to be that I was going to a concert that night. And I'm already stressed out anyway about the show and all this. And my neighbor knocks on the door and it's just like, dude, <laughs> you know, I know you said you have this, that, whatever, but you got it, you know, dude. <laughs> and it was like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I describe it as, you know, the double sitting temptation or, you know, maybe God saying, all right, you can have one break, you know, whatever. So, yeah, I took that break and actually kind of took it through the weekend. Um, so when I went to the second ceremony, I think I just had like a five, six day sort of lead into it, you know, which wasn't the best. Um, but it was good enough. And, you know, diet wise, I think I was doing a little better on the diet. I had, you know, some ideas of what I could and couldn't eat. And, you know, I was starting to formulate that. Um, but, yeah, it was really... It was kind of a tough experience there for me to, you know, get away from the different things. And um, I know afterwards it kind of became a thing of, well, now that I've spent this time, how do I, you know, work myself back in? And it was really difficult because, like I said, I'm staring at a screen, you know, and I'm using the screen to work and I'm using, you know, People want a video chat and this and that, and I got to go back into society, which we want. Oh, I got to sleep again, and you know I'm gonna need to, you know, eat, and got to go to the grocery store. I got to drive, and you know this and that, and you just find yourself like reimmersed in the real world. Um, I see why people go to foreign countries to do this, is so that you know you can get that sort of realistic experience and also that time away. So for me, it was, you know, a case of not really being able to have the full, you know, time, but having enough time. And then I think the ceremony wise, um, it was, you know, that second time was that really was kind of a party. Um, the person who administered, you know, he'll tell you straight up, he's not a shaman. He's a musician. Um and I love that because it was like, all right, cool. Everyone, you know, can be what they want, you know. And, uh, you know, it kind of shows you, that, yeah, you can be a shaman even if you're not, you know, covered in whatever. Um, so that, you know, meant that the four ladies before were shamans, even if they called themselves the daughters or wives or whatever. And he's a shaman, and even if he's calling himself just a musician, you know. And 
part of my journey here is just to awaken that inner shaman within me, awaken that inner healer, teacher, master within me. You know, something I feel that we all have is that inner teacher, healer, master within us. So, you know, that was great there. Um, and it really opened me up to the idea of doing art, especially during ceremony. Um, I have some watercolor pencils that I brought with me and just, you know, pad. And I ended up just making some really cool stuff. I mean, I look back even on it now and it was like little sketches of, you know, the, um, the shaman from the second ceremony. Uh, you know, little sketches of him and, you know, sketches of just what I was seeing and a sketch of myself. And because it's watercolor pencil, you can activate it with water. And it was really cool to see and do and spend that time creating. Um, and I enjoyed it. I fully enjoyed it. And I fully, you know, I, I want to go back to that. Um, and you do have those sorts of, and people say they have these conversations with God and, you know, this also, you do have that also involved in the experience there, you know, so it's like the door opened just a little more, just a crack more for me. So for this third time, like I said, I brought, you know, a really special friend with me and um, was there with old and new friends. And um, I went into this, you know, it's two nights of this. The first night I went into really wanting, you know, healing, um, wanted to get past a lot of the hurt and pain and sort of suffering that I've been seeing over this past year, uh, especially with everything going on, you know, I mean, hell, what, what do you want to talk about today? You want to talk about the race, you know, issues that we've, racism issues we've had in this country, you know, issues with the police brutality, or do we want to talk about, you know, uh, immigrants being locked in cages, forced hysterectomies. Um, at what point are we going to break out the final solution? That's just my question. Uh, you know, I mean, do we want to talk about Hitler Jr., you know, the Antichrist? You know, do we want to talk about global pandemic, wildfires, hurricanes, you know, job shortages, food shortages? What do we want to talk about here? You know, what sort of doom and gloom do we want to discuss? Um, and that can be very detrimental on a human. That can bring you down very quickly. And I found myself getting brought down very quickly this year, um, really almost to the point of wanting to give up on everything, just because it's like, oh, what the fuck is the point? You know, and I needed to kind of get away from that. You know, I had the liberation that happened in the spring you know, to remove an entity and probably could use another one or two of those. <laughs> um, you know, I've had a San Pedro ceremony, I think at the beginning of the year, could definitely use another one of those. Um, and I started microdosing Aya this year. And, you know, that was a really sort of nice thing to eh, help me kind of level out, help me, you know, see things in a different pathway. You know, bring some brightness to my life. Um, but I really just needed like a full kick, in a sense, to get going and, you know, on this sort of path. So I was able to, you know, work out a ceremony to go to two nights. Um, the first night I had, I want to say, the better view of the 
shaman's table, you know, the ceremonies table and everything that he was doing there. And in thinking of it, I probably should not have moved seats from the first to second night, but whatever. Um, it, it was a really, you know, it was a beautiful ceremony. Um, you know, we started, let's say before, you know, we, we, we do the talk. So say nine thirty, ten o'clock, you're taking your medicines at first. You're taking a rap a dose. Um, rap a, of course, is sacred tobacco is blown inside the sinus cavity and really kind of opens you up for what you're about to experience. And then we took our first dose of Aya, let's say just before midnight. And the first dose that I took on Friday, you know, I could feel it kind of working through me. I could feel, you know, things were going on, whatever. Um, I didn't purge that first dose out. I was able to hold it in. But I could feel like, oh, I really want to purge this out. You know, my stomach's starting to kind of churn here. You know, I'm starting to count back like, wow, you know, did I have something bad before? You know, did I break the food rule at all? Um, I haven't broken the medicine rule. You know, I didn't have any alcohol. I didn't have any prescription narcotics or anything crazy like that. And I was a bit better with the cannabis rule. Um, I think I had my last dose the Friday before. So it had been a good week, a full week beforehand. You know, so, that, you know, obviously we're doing better than we had before. Mm-hmm. And I only really broke that rule. I ended up doing a glass blowing uh, workshop uh, that week before, and it was on making a cannabis pipe, glass pipe, which is pretty much a lifelong dream of mine. Um, it's why I got into glass blowing, why I've really gotten into art, you know, why since I got into cannabis, I had that sort of connection with my father and you know his time as a glass blowing artist um so it was really cool to do i have the piece here it is sitting wrapped up to never be used but it was a really good experience to do that there um but yeah that was my last cannabis was that week before and i was like all right you know, and I could feel a bit of the hostility that I had been seeing from the internet, you know, in the week leading up to it. Um, my playlist, if you wanted to listen, you know, it included like a Rage Against the Machine concert, you know, just heavy stuff, you know. Included some Green Day, you know, just, uh, I'm angry, I'm heavy, yeah, you know especially early in the week because there was a bit of heaviness and angerness going on in this world. And I think we all absorb, you know, especially if you're spending time looking at these screens, you're going to end up absorbing what's going on in this world. So, yeah, you turn on Facebook and it's like, oh, what chapter of Revelations are we in today? And, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's going to make you a bit angry. And even as I say that sort of pun there, um, even that, you know, brings up a sense of whatever because one person might not like you making a bible pun because oh you can't take the Lord's name in vain which actually doesn't mean that you can't make bible puns it means don't you know go off and say that you love the Lord and hate humans <clears throat> but I digress where another person's like oh you're bringing up religion what the fuck you know and it's like dude lay the fuck off 
okay? Just because you were raped by a priest as a child, I don't know if this person was really raped by a priest as a child, but it has to be something where it's like you're very angry anytime somebody remotely brings up God in any sense of form, you know? It becomes a battle between, you know, for, for me being a spiritual person, it really is a battle between my religious friends and my atheist friends over who's going to be the more upsetting asshole each day. <laughs> yeah, to put it like that. And, you know, we have to kind of rise above all this. So back to the, uh, you know, back to the story here. I find myself going into the ceremony, you know, on a somewhat clean and sober mind um and i'm going into this you know yeah i have a little bit of worries you know a special person sitting next to me how are they going to react their first time but you know is it also that understanding hey i've done this before i'm here for myself i'm here for my journey you know i know i'm here for my journey they know that i'm here for my journey they know that they're here for their journey you know we all know that our journeys are separate and here we go, off for the journey. Night one. Um, first cup, no real purge, so there's a strong desire to do so. Like, if I could make myself throw up, I would have. Just a strong, a lot of belching, I could feel the stuff kind of coming out of me, you know, but it wasn't happening yet. Um, and it wasn't until I took the second cup that I did have a purge moment. Um, and I think a lot of that purge was just getting a lot of that anger that I had built up from the internet, especially that week before. So I said sober week before, getting a lot of that anger out. So yeah, that second cup, you know, had a purge. Um, one thing we're really smart to do was like little, like 32 ounce yogurt containers with caps that we could put it, you know, a little purge bag into and kind of make a little trash bag and just purge into the bag and that way keep the little cup sort of clean and take that outside um so yeah i did that and you know i had my purge there in the chair and i started to see little you know bits of fractals and things moving and whatever and i started to feel that presence you know around me um the present, you know, is it God, is it Jesus, is it Buddha, whatever, you know, but that presence is what I'll call it. I started to feel the presence around me and I started to, you know, see different things open up and I was like, all right, this is cool and this is what I'm here for to, you know, out with the bad and with the good. Great. Um, they did do a third cup and I actually refused it because at the time I think I was in Walla Land and just was like, uh, I don't know if I can really stand up right now. <laughs> and I was kind of wishing, like, after his band, I really wish I'd taken that third cup, you know, because uh, who knows what I would have saw then, you know? Um, but, you know, I will say that this shaman that we worked with on the ceremony, this recent one, um, his was more authentic to what you may have seen from, you know, or where you would have guessed a shaman would be like, where you've seen traditional shamans are. It's an older gentleman. Um, his daily dress is very normal, very... You wouldn't know him from, you know, Joe or a farm worker or, you know, an engineer at 
your local TV station because I can tell you that your engineers at your local TV station pretty much dress like Joe the farm worker, you know. Uh, you know, very just basic clothes, you know, nothing really flashy. And as you go into ceremony, you put on your ceremonial garb and everything. And, you know, you can feel his presence, obviously, as he's walking around before. But when he puts on the garb, you can definitely feel it. Um, everything had to be translated, you know, from him to us. So we had a beautiful translator who was able to do everything. And, you know, she even translated the songs, which I found to be amazing. Um, but, you know, with this, he did the cups early doll three cups you know between let's say midnight and 4 a.m um you know spaced out hour and a half two hours whatever and you know everyone did their getting well and he would come by um and you know sacred tobacco he would blow on to you um he had his sort of shake rattle thing kind of sing alone whatever prayer and shake the rattle around you and whatever apparently that rattle is used to cut away at different things that could be around you and you know shake up your energy and all that um you know there's meetings behind all this the smoke cleanses um so yeah there's a lot you know there's a lot that was going on there's a lot of just really pure things that he had there this table going on that he was going to you know for the different parts there um harmonica it was also used which i thought was like really cool and it would just be him you know doing all these things um very ceremonial very tribal you know from what i've seen you know youtube or movies or whatever this is what is you know trip to a shaman what a you know actual ceremony would be like you know it's not the soul church deal that we've all seen you know oh let's get a bunch of you know hippie white people in a room together for a couple hours and want to drink this and you might puke and then you'll go home at 2 a.m and you know feel better and eat pizza now this is you know this is about as real as it gets folks um you know this is the real real and the real deal um, it was a very strong medicine, too. So another reason why I was like, I can just stick with the two cups. <laughs> the first night, especially. Um, so, yeah, we did the first night, and it was wonderful. And, like I said, I made the mistake of deciding, no, I'm going to switch my seat. Great. So we moved her, you know, seat down a little bit in there. Um and then we made the mistake of coming back to my apartment so we could, you know, change and rest and all that. Like, I had brought stuff to camp, brought a tent and everything, and we probably should, could have and should have just stayed right there. You know, yeah, it's a little warm during the day. Yeah, there was a, you know, chance of a pop-up shower in the afternoon, but these are all things you can deal with. You'd have to deal with them if you were in the jungle. Just take a nap. You know, I mean, if you really wanted some food, go and order something healthy from the local grocer, you know, see if there's something healthy around, eat a banana. You know, we had some, we had some little snack things that we could have probably lived off of. We didn't need to go back to civilization for food and rest, but we did that anyway, you know, and it was good. Um, and I think he did a good, you know, a decent job of trying to stay away from things during that rest time. Like, I didn't, I would have to go look, but I don't remember seeing a lot of, you know, 
Facebook posts that I shared, a lot of, you know, stories even. Um, stories have become the new things to share different things there versus on the timeline because they're gone on a day, you know. But, um, yeah, it you know, for me it was the thing of, uh, you know, and I didn't have to have the video conference this time, which was a good thing. Um, I didn't really have to explain much other than spending time having conversations with another human afterwards instead of just being able to, you know, kind of go into my own and into my own introspection and do my own thing. Um, like I would have rather had recorded this last week, you know, week before, you know, I would have rather definitely recorded this right after the ceremony, you know, and just have this be, okay, I'm going to have the phone to record and it just has this top countdown clock and that's it. But instead, yeah, you know, you got to drive back and all that. Um, but I can say, you know, this was the fourth time. This would have been the first ceremony of the two night here. Um, the doorway was opened a bit more. I was able to see a bit more, you know, the presence was there. The visuals were definitely there. The visuals were definitely there for, you know, more intense time, especially after purging. There were visuals, there were, you know, fractals, what they call them. Um, I like to say that, you know, everything got really video gamey like 80s video gaming you know for a while um so yeah it was really just bright and colorful and you know there's a lot that goes on we have our sort of thoughts of you know what these things could be and you know what animals are coming to us spirit animals all that um so i was starting to have that you know during the first one and really just started to get into the you know the idea of being you know around sacred family or in ceremony and these things um and then i you know i had to go home yeah i went home for a day because we wanted to sleep um and you know i made made a stop at nature's food patch um which had cashew cheese which was my first time trying cashew cheese which was amazing um, I had the cashew cheese on an avocado and cucumber and carrot wrapped in a collard green leaf sort of wrap sandwich thing. And it was amazing and wonderful. And I've actually went back to that place and had another one of those since. Um, and I have a little bit of pasta also. I think the pasta might have had some feta in it. I tried to like pick through that you know, as much as possible. Something was like, oh, you need to have something else in your stomach. You know, and actually I had some chicken also. I was like, oh, I need to have something in my stomach, you know. Um, probably going back, yeah, I probably would just stick with the wrap and that would be my meal for the day. Um, you know, a wrap and a juice and, or smoothie or whatever, and that's all I need. Um, but we get in our heads like, oh, we need to have this or that to survive. And really we don't, you know. We don't need to have, and this is so weird for me to say, but we don't need to have, you know, big heavy meats with every meal, you know, four times a day and big heavy this and that. You know, we can survive off of far less than what we do. Um, you know, so so that was really good there to sort of realize and to just have that sort of, you know, break from all of that there was a good realization. Um 
I'm going to actually stop and start. That way I can tell the story of this second here, second ceremony, because the second ceremony, um, I think the door was opened a bit more during the second one. Um, second ceremony that night, the fifth time. And, you know, I want to get into some reasons why. So Shamanic Innovations will be back in just a moment. Hello, and welcome back to Shamanic Innovations. I'm your host, Derek. This is going to be part two, what I'll call the true shaman, um, night two. I really should call it true Tati, or just a Tati. I guess Tati means father, or Taita. That's what it was, Taita. Um, i got to make sure I say that right. The Taita, the father. Um... It's a term that I really, you know, grew to knew over this past week or over the weekend. It was not this past weekend. It was a couple weeks back. But over that uh, experience there was a taita. Um, and it was a, you know, as I said, we're going into night two of this. It was a very transformative, you know, experience. Um, already I'd had the night one, so I was ready. I had the purging, you know, cup ready chairs set out I know what to do what not to do um, we got a very good tip to not drink as much water you know apparently water causes purging I wasn't really aware of that and um, yeah I probably should have drank a good bit beforehand from night one but I remember night one um, purging and then having the thought of oh I need to like rinse my mouth out so I rinsed my mouth out and I swallowed that water. After that, my stomach really didn't feel right. You know, I really should just spit that out, definitely, since I just kind of rinsed my mouth out a little bit. But I remember, you know, throughout the evening, just taking sips of water and just like, oh, you know, this isn't great. So when I got into night two, I was like, you know what? I'm going to have the water, but I'm not going to drink, you know, I'm not going to drink this full bottle and try to refill it, you know, before cup number two or whatever. However, we were trying to pace ourselves. I'm going to just... I take a couple steps, and then when we start the ceremony, I can chill on the water. You know, I'll want some when we are having the, um, what do you call that there? When you're having the rapé and you're clearing your sinuses, I like to have a little bit of water also for that, because there is, a, you know, some spitting and whatever. But, um, yeah, just get away from, you know, having, which is kind of weird for me to say, to get away from water, you know, not drink it, because water is life for me, really. But... Yeah, I had that tip, you know, don't drink as much water, you know, take deep breaths, just let it happen, let it flow. Um, and, I, you know, I had the first cup there. And for this one, I actually had a new neighbor. Um, it's a young girl, it's like her first time, you know, she's a college student out of um, France. That's all I got to say about that. Uh, so, you know... Another newbie that I'm kind of like, well, do I need to look out for this person? But they seem to be on their own. They seem to be fine. I still have my special person over here. Do I need to look out for them? Well, they seem to be fine. They shared some, you know, spots where they really didn't feel this or that or, you know, they felt too much. And, you know, we came up like, all right, you know, if you really feel this, let me know. I can help you out, whatever, you know. But we went into the experience, you know, fully ready. 
so yeah, night two came in and you know, I said it moved chairs. So for this, I had a better view of the fire, I think. And I had a really good view of the street also, which was a little bit weird for me um, to find myself like, hey, I'm going to be viewing the outside world. And I'm really wanting to get away from the outside world. Now I have a you know, front row seat to it. But it was fine. Um, still made the most of it. The ceremony started. And before the ceremony started, um, I actually went and grabbed also my sort of sketchbook because I wanted to just make a point of, you know, going through the book and just kind of saying what, you know, what's going on here. So before we started, I made a point of, you know, trying to write like a little bit of a poem sort of thing of what I was experiencing. Rattles and fans spark the crackle of fire, fleeing me from shackles of pain to take the mind much higher. Time to sit with sacred family, new friends and old. Once a stubborn and foolish child becomes a man so brave and bold. Smells of citronella and tobacco, a chorus of cicadas sing to me. God is good, life is good. Let freedom and love through hearts ring. And then there's some scribbles that I guess is supposed to be a fire. <laughs> so that was the page one there. Um, and it's something I just kind of like wrote down, you know, some thoughts that I was having before starting that ceremony. Um, actually, I think that might have been before the first ceremony. Now I think about it. Now I'm kind of looking through everything. The next page I wrote really clearly in marker let go and let God because that seemed to be the um, sort of theme for all of this here is really having that reconnection with God and just letting go of everything you know I noticed in the first ceremony once I truly let go the truly handed over to God I purged and that's where I had you know the breakthrough there so I made a point you know to just Keep reminding myself of that for the second one. Let go, let God, you know. And there's so much, you know, behind that statement. Because so much of our life is sort of us trapping onto things. You know, we trap onto our worries. We strap onto our fears. We trap onto our disappointments. We trap onto, you know, our past and what has happened to us and our victim stories and all that. And it can really be damaging. Um... And what I think holds us back from really experiencing a lot is, you know, having that sort of trapping, having to grasp onto these things instead of truly letting go. So, you know, as I went through the first one and had to, you know, tell myself, hey, let go, let God, you know, let go of all this, let God handle it. Um, for the second one, I really felt that and I really took that as the mantra going in. Um... And I can say that I really probably went to church, in a sense, during this second ceremony. Um, in the sense that, you know, for a good portion of it, I would hear my uncle's voice. Um, I have an uncle who was the piano player for the local church for a number of years. So I could hear, you know, 
he would play the songs he would sing them and you know small churches usually your piano player is also a singer and is pretty much a minister in a sense and you know yeah that's what you hear like they're kind of call and response type of singing that happens and you know follow along singing it kind of happens so I would hear him you know playing the notes and singing you know as I'm going through things and you know you, you get to these points like I find myself during these I might recite verses and prayers and things of that nature and just have that sort of spiritual connection um, and it's something I picked up more going into these ceremonies you know my first one I kind of got stuck on a 23rd psalm you know especially the yea though I walk through the valley in the shadow of death I would fear no evil because I was fearing a lot of evil at that point you know it's like hey I need to remind myself let go God has this um, and then for the, the second you know experience um, which is sort of connection with God you know I made a point to read the book of Job read the book of Lamentations you know during my break time instead of just scrolling aimlessly on the internet um, and I thought that was a really good thing for me to do is you know kind of get this sort of sense back into myself and um, have that sort of connection because I just let go of things um, but for the you know this third time here I really wanted to have a true connection with God and you know I think that having that as the mantra let go let God um, really helped me to have that sort of connection and it really helped me to you know get out of my head get away from sort of the fears you know um, I mean I'm going to even admit I spent some time watching the Netflix documentary you know that kind of talked about I uh, you know, and it had in a negative connotation, you know, saying, oh, you you're going to have psychosis because you take all of these other things with it. And, you know, they'll even tell you, don't do that. <laughs> so everyone says that. Um, but, you know, it's up to the documentary to make things look bad. So knowing this, having seen this and having, you know, knowing the, well, that's not really true documentary. There's still a little bit of fear into your head. So I have to come back and, you know, to remind myself, hey, let go of all these fears, let go of all these worries. Um, and it was kind of a challenge, you know, to truly let go here. Um, there was one part in the ceremony where I found myself kind of back, you know, where I was four or five years ago, you know, with my mom being sick, you know, getting ready to die of cancer. Um and, you know, there's this sort of, discussion, oh, what's going to happen with the house? What's going to happen with the church, you know? And um, There's this sort of blame that, you know, starts set in to myself from myself. Like, oh, you didn't go back and, you know, take care of this. And now, you know, bad's going to happen with the house and with the church. And, you know, you sort of get those sort of things. You got to kind of let all that out and be like, ah, um, you know, God would God wanted me on this plan instead. God wanted me on this pathway instead. So I need to let go of all of that, you know, sort of guilt and blame over situations. Um, let go of the guilt and blame over, you know, different things that might have happened with people, whatever, and just let God take control of it. Definitely. Let go and let God. 11-11. And then we start moving into sketches. <laughs> Um, the first thing that I sketched, and I think I might have sketched this when I first kind of sat down underneath the eye. 
um, or maybe it was just second night, just kind of sketching around. But it, it kind of comes off to me looking at it. I think I started trying to make a fire, and I ended with a bear kind of standing over the fire or standing even over the trees. Um, it's weird. I would have to show it to you, really, to describe it. It's kind of impossible to describe, you know, just looking at it and saying, but, you know, there's some ground here, and this what would look like a ring for the fire to come out of, and, you know, the expansion, and then, you know, it's like a body and head. Um, and, you know, as you get down into it, yeah, well, maybe that's not a fire, maybe that's trees, and, you know, and then there's a background, and... I find myself saying that I'm often tied to the bear as my spirit animal, especially the um, panda bear. Uh, panda bears are really fucking cute, and they're really fucking bears. <laughs> uh, I just have to tell everyone that every time I say it. They're really fucking cute, and they're really fucking bears. So, yeah, it's my spirit animal right there. But uh, I made this point of kind of drawing this sort of spirity bear thing and you know it's chalk um i've been experimenting with chalk drawing and pastel drawing a lot lately so because uh, you can get you can get your fingers dirty with it so yeah that was just kind of my thing was to kind of sketch that out a little bit just to see hey this is what i'm viewing here um i flip another page and and here i have some notes um i made a point to note when the doses happen uh, second night I again took two doses the first dose you know hit me and I was seeing things even before I purged um, and I felt like alright I'm going to purge this is going to be you know and I'm going to actually go back to the wellness pits and purge I'm not going to just purge in a cup and keep going you know I should probably pee anyway I'm going to purge so I went back there and I had a little, you know, purge session on the ground. And then I made the mistake of getting up and using the porta potty to pee instead of just peeing in the woods. Because the porta potty really fucking smelled after, you know, two days. <laughs> and that caused, caused me to purge even more. Like, oh my God, everything came out after I walked in that porta potty. Um, like, I thought I was just, like, going to die dry heaving purge uh, you know everything's out like it went in like whatever was left in me went either into the porta potty or i walked back out to the wellness pit and had to purge again and um i happened to see when i was getting ready to walk back i'm gonna see in here the firekeeper david i have to keep his name the firekeeper came out i wonder if i can edit that so anyway the firekeeper came out as i started to walk back in and um and there's a part of that I'm going to get into anyway. But uh, he walked out and he had to have his purge. And I'm like, oh, should I just keep going? He's like, no, you've purged. You know, just because you hear someone else going doesn't mean you have to go and kind of stand over the thing too. And I walked back inside. And Taita is giving out a second cup. And I took the second cup. And I'm already seeing fucking space aliens and fractals and moving parts and you know this guy's head has a tiger and a snake and a bear and a whatever else coming out of it you know 
I mean, wow, what the bleep am I thinking trying to take a second cup at this point? But I took it anyway. And I took it and I sat down and um, I did end up purging that cup into my little, you know, deal. And I don't even remember them offering a third cup. Apparently they did. The young person who was next to me, the newbie, apparently the only time she came out of her blanket was to get cups of Aya. <laughs> who knew, you know? But yeah, I, I kept looking over and she's laying down. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Cool. I think you sat up once. You all right? Yeah, I'm good. You know, have a great time. Whatever. I'm going to go lay down again, you know? And I didn't ask, like, if she was seeing stuff underneath that blanket because, hey, I spent a ceremony blanket myself. I know how it goes. Um, but with that said, yeah, I really found myself wanting to get um, into the ceremony more. And I, you know, really just opened myself up to this. Um, to where when I had the second cup, I'm seeing everything happen. And I'm still purging and it's still wonderful. And, you know, my legs are jumping around, moving around, stomping around, whatever. My hips are not moving. I'm not walking, but my legs are just, you know, or they're kind of like twisting themselves into each other and... You know, it was just, it, I was a mess over there. And I am clapping and singing. I have my little hymns going in my head. And, you know, I have my uncle that I'm hearing in my head. And, um, you know, I did actually write down some notes and I'm just going to read, you know, a couple. The art will be great. It'll take care of itself. And re really, that's just the thought that I'm having, you know, with everything. The people in my life will be great. They'll take care of themselves, you know. The new girl over here, yeah, she's going to ask questions, but she'll take care of herself. Special, you know, person on the other side, yeah. They're going to have concerns, but they'll take care of themselves. People over there, take care of themselves, you know. Shaman will take care of himself. Everybody's going to take care of themselves, you know. And, and really, though, you know, the idea of not having sort of doubt and fear and worry about, you know, my creations and letting them take care of themselves. Um, I have a really important grant project that I'm working on right now. And, you know, the thing normally for me would be to get really stressed out and frozen. Oh my God, what am I going to do? Instead of, hey, you know what? I know what to do. Just do it. Just type this. Just write that, you know. Take it seriously, but just do it. And it'll take care of itself. Um, then a job, actually, that I started this week here. It'll take care of itself. You know, I have a video project I'm working on. It'll take care of itself. Everything's going to take care of itself. As long as you put the effort in, the rest will happen. <sighs> uh, this is another little note. I'm so grateful that this isn't our first date. Um, and again, that message does come you know with a few few other meanings um one I'm you know glad that I'm not hanging out with this person for the first time you know glad I'm not hanging out with a lot of these people for the first time but you know especially the person I brought with me because you know snotting and puking is not cute <laughs> virgin's not puke 
cute, folks. But also, you know, I'm glad that this wasn't like my first experience with the medicine, you know, that I really knew what to look for and what to experience. And, you know, a lot of my nerves were taken away. Um, I could really just get into the experience. Um, you know, I knew, okay, well, these are things I need to do beforehand to get ready and really helps you with the experience. So like that, since I've already given away a name, um, I'm just going to read it at verbatim. Be like David, a good shepherd, both in the fire and the life. Um, if you're familiar with the name David, you know it from the book of Psalms. And the story basically is that David was a shepherd who was promoted to king. <laughs> that is one hell of a promotion. I think only Jimmy Carter's, you know, had to come up in like that. Um, so yeah, David was a shepherd promoted to king. And he was a very good king, you know, for the people of Israel. Um, really, you know, kind and gentle and, you know, helpful in building, you know, that nation there at that time. And, you know, one of David's famous things, who's also a musician, writer, and a poet, and, you know, all that. One of his famous things is the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It makes me to lie down in green pastures. You know the rest. Um, so, I, you know, I had this real, realization looking at the embers of the fire move over. And there's all sorts of stuff that you'll see, you know. You'll see, you know, people dancing and the as the embers fly up. You'll see things in the coals. There was this one point where I saw the Millennium Falcon. And I wish I had the camera just so I could say Millennium Falcon. And I remember even saying, I see the Millennium Falcon. And they're like, where? And I'm like, there. And they're like, what do you mean? And I actually got up, walked over to the fire. It was like the only time I stood up for like half the night. Walked over to the fire, made a circle with my hand, like there. <laughs> and they're like, oh, oh yeah, that is Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah, I can see it now. Oh, yeah, where do I know that ship from? Star Wars, you know? I'm, like, singing the, you know, or I'm in the Jedi theme, or do 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 you know? Just going to kick it home. Yeah, Millennium Falcon, right there. Um, yeah, right there. But, you know, through other ports of the fire, you know, you see different things, you hear things, whatever, and it's the job, really... It's a job, really, to keep that fire going because you're going through the night. And, you know, it needs to last through the night. So, you know, we had someone tending the fire on Friday, um, you know, which is good. You know, you did a good job of it. But it was nothing like the Saturday experience. The Saturday fire was a totally different experience altogether. And, you know, I really drew inspiration from watching you know, this fire being tended, watching this happen, you know, and I was like, hey, you need to really be a good shepherd over the things that are going on in your life. You know, be a good shepherd over your art, be a good shepherd over your business, be a good shepherd over your money, be a good shepherd over your friends, over your family, be a good shepherd over your health and wellness and well-being and, you know, your mental health, your physical health, be a good shepherd over your food that you're intaking, your media that you're intaking. 
you know, your mind. Be a good shepherd over, you know, how much cannabis you've taken in. Um, kind of shocking to say, I haven't had any cannabis this morning. You know, so be a good shepherd over that, you know. You know, just be good over these things. And then finally I wrote down the inspiration and hope come from above. You know, I say you go into these things with intentions. And for me, you know, I had the intention of inspiration and hope. And, you know, I think that that's just a really good, you know, intention to have one as a creator, as an artist, you want to, you know, I want to see crazy ass fractals so I can go back and try to, you know, make creations with crazy ass fractals. You know, I want to see, you know, video game stuff so that when I go and draw it, like, oh, let's look at a video game and, you know, the colors and lights and, you know, I want to see that so I can go recreate it. But also you know knowing just in our life we need inspiration we need hope you know like i said before this past year has been fucking depressing on so many levels and you know the thing that i really wanted to come out of this with was a sense of hey you know there is hope in this world there is peace in this world um there is love in this world you know these things come from above. So, yeah, I, I wrote down inspiration and hope come from above because, you know, you're the things that God gives us so that we can continue to move forward here is this inspiration and hope. So, yeah, I wrote all that down. Um, and then I'm going to go one page in because, you know, Taita around and i wrote down you know the times here 11:45 first dose 1:55 second dose i wrote down 3:45 music i'm not sure when that third dose happened apparently it was like hey if you want a third dose come on up and i must have been stomping the ground during this time or having church or something cuz i missed that cuz i definitely would have taken a third one <laughs> um i was you know even though i'd already seen space invaders and puke, puke twice i was like yeah give me a third mm, let's go um, but when I got to the next page, you know, I started at first, I was going to, uh, kind of sketch on the same page. I just made notes and I was like, no, nah, let me skip the page. So I opened up the next page there. And I think it's partly also because I made the head a little bit too big for the body, <laughs> but I made like a really cool sketch of, you know, the Taita sitting in his chair playing a guitar, um, charcoal sketch. Really easy lines, you know, nothing too fancy. Um, nothing too fancy. Like, this really looked kind of like a Picasso sketch to me. You know, real simple drawing. Um, somewhere between Picasso and a kid. You know, but I can definitely tell, okay, well, this is the guitar, you know, and you can see the strings coming over, and, you know, there's a person, okay, and he's sitting in a chair and all that, you know, he's his feet and whatever. It was great. Um, and because it's charcoal, it made this imprint on the other side of the page. And I'm like, whoa, hmm, that's a almost perfect Taita playing guitar, you know, on the second page there. Hmm. Maybe, you know, I'm on to something. Um, and I actually started using this sort of. Hey, I can imprint stuff, you know, make two pages into one. I think I used it a little bit more, you know, as I skipped down. 
Um, there's a sketch that I did on the water, just of the water, really, just of the scene that we were at, you know, for the couple days after, uh, which I'll get into here. But I made a little, you know, sort of imprint uh, of, you know, clouds in the water using the other page there. So, yeah, I had that time with the Taita and drew that. And, you know, he made his point of uh, playing the guitar and giving us the medicine through the music. Um, and I didn't really make a lot of other notes time-wise, but I can kind of tell you that, you know, it was probably about 6 a.m. The music stopped and um, we had kind of a meeting of the minds, let's say, you know, okay, everyone tell you, what do you think really, you know, this experience was? How did this go for you? And um, I remember there was this question, what is ayahuasca? And, you know, it was like, yeah, if anybody gets this right, your next ceremony is on me. And, you know, really the definition is everything that we all said and more. And I kind of came out of that with my own question, what is God? You know, and pretty much the same answer, everything and more. Um, so it was a really sort of transformative, you know, time there. And like I said, Space Invaders, 80s video game, Vision, yeah. Um, since I only had the two cups, I think I only had the two purges, you know. And yeah, it, it was nice. It was really nice. Um, and I noticed, you know, myself, I would have a bit more dreams in the time you know, before and even a little bit after the ceremony. Um, especially in staying away from cannabis, I would have more dreams, you know, which is something that I'm kind of wanting to explore now. Like, hey, you know, I seem to be dreaming more when I wasn't smoking day and night. Maybe I should explore this more, you know. Um, I seem to be, you know... I wasn't really, like, happier, healthier, or whatever, but dreams were starting to come back. You know, and they were all, like, decent enough dreams. Um, nothing too crazy, and I've actually lost my dream app that I was using. It's had two Switch devices. So all of those typed-in dreams are gone. But, you know, I can find other ways to get around that. But, yeah, I just started to notice, you know, there would be little dreams and visions kind of popping in. Um... Just more of a, you know, just more of a connection with things. Um, I might do yoga and have a little bit more strength connection afterwards, you know. Or go for the walk, have a little bit more of a connection afterwards or whatever. Um, and it's weird because you are sober, so you're feeling your pains more also. So, yeah, that, that kind of happened. But, um... Because I was with someone during this time, um, I wasn't able to kind of get in and document all this before. Instead, you know, I have other people around and all of that. Um, and we made a point to, we went to stay at an Airbnb afterwards. Really small sort of camper type of deal. Get on a lake. Uh, really beautiful. Um, the thing I will say is kind of bad about it is that since we were in a camper on a lake, but still in the middle of civilization, 
you know, we had to eat out pretty much every meal. So, yeah, the no cheese rule is broken pretty easily because, oh, I'll just go to Chipotle and they're just going to put a little bit on. Yeah, yeah, let's go get Mexican. Yay, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, you know, we can have the vegan wrap or, you know, we can go have fried chicken. Yeah, you know. I got back and I hit that Publix chicken up really hard, you know. Oh, man. That kind of sucked. Um, but, yeah, there's that sort of pull towards those things that you haven't had in a while. And, you know, you get that sort of reminder like, well, this is why I didn't have this. And, you know, maybe in moderation, if I can time it out and, you know, yeah, let's start the diet now a little bit sooner. You know, let's maybe say two weeks away instead of one week. Um, I think I went to like Tuesday, Tuesday evening before having cannabis. Um you know, and just kind of noticing that. It's like, hey, you know, maybe I should, you know, give it a little bit more time afterwards just to see. Um, and we've actually discussed having another one of these ceremonies next month in a different location. So they'll give me some time to prep and really get ready and really put my body through the rigorous, you know, task of getting ready for this. Um, really have the time away from you know, distractions, you know, um, it's easy enough to say, oh yeah, I'm not going to, you know, have sex for time or even masturbate, whatever. But then you've really got to get your mind out of the, okay, well, you know, if you're really not going to do this and you can't have, you know, pictures here, you can't be, you know, somebody can't, you know, be flirting with you there. You can't do this. You can't do that. You know, so getting yourself, you know, truly away from these things, getting yourself truly away from, you know, foods, the smokes, the whatever. Um, it was interesting for me in the week leading up to, you know, my roommate would make whatever sort of meal and I'm now having to, you know, do this with a roommate. So my roommate would make whatever sort of meal and, I remember one day, you know, she's like, I'm going to make tamales. And I'm like, okay, so I can't really have the corn husk because I guess I could have the corn husk, but I can't have the meat. I can't have the spices. I can't have the cheese. You know, pretty much everything of this meal is out. Can't have it. And then another day, was like, I'm going to make meatballs. And I'm like, yeah, I can't have any of that either. Um, I'm going to just go eat my really boring, bland ass food here and call it a day. But there was a lot of time, you know, that I spent doing this. Like, man, I'm going to have this boring-ass food here because I can't have anything fun. Um, and then afterwards, it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to start having fun food again, you know, instead of really taking the time away from it. Um, so, you know, getting, getting into doing this next time, I'm like, yeah, I really want to take the time away fully from these things and really take the time away from people, you know, and things. Um, yeah, it's okay to have, you know, oh, I was able to check my socials here or there, whatever, but I really didn't want to do that. Um, and I noticed myself probably by like, you know, I think she probably said it was like Tuesday that I was just, uh, I'm back to scroll mode. Cause I made a point of, you know, spending Monday, I kind of typed for a bit, um, tried to write up my own definition of God a bit there on Monday. And I prefer typing versus writing because I can read it later. But yeah, by Tuesday, it was like, all right, well, I guess I'll go back to kind of scrolling a little bit because I really don't want to 
be bored with all this other crud here, you know? Um, and, you know, the sort of bad, good, bad with, you know, traveling with people, doing things with people, whatever, is that you are around people, you're on people's time, people's schedules, and, you know, my idea of a getaway would have been, okay, you know, just leave me in a space by myself with some art-creating materials, you know? If I have to have pen and paper, then give me pen and paper to write with, and I can try to make really neat notes, you know, for my thoughts. Give me something I can kind of draw with, whatever, you know, pencils, paint, whatever, you know, and just let me deal with it from that. And, you know, I, I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to have, you know, conversations with other people and do other things and, you know, I don't want to be around other people's frustrations and other people's whims. I don't really want to answer other people's questions and, you know, whatever. I just want to kind of be off on my own to process this. Um, so that was a bit of a change there, but, you know, it's still a worthwhile change. But, and, you know, and having the time, you know, in that property there, it was actually good to not immediately come back to my apartment you know, in the small space of that, instead of be out in nature a bit, away from everything, be able to, you know, take a walk around a neighborhood and, you know, just kind of get away from things a bit. Um, so that was all good. And again, you know, as I said, I would want to do this again, um, really do this again where I can have the separation, you know, for me, it would be a thing of, oh, excuse me. And I just bought a professional camera, too, so this is actually possible. But, yeah, I, I don't really need the tablet or the phone. Give me, like, a DAT recorder, you know, a little tape recorder thing and a professional camera. That way, if I do want to shoot a video or take a picture, great. And I can have the little recorder to record the sound, great. Um, you know, and just go with it from there and not have something that would be Internet connected. Um not have that sort of, oh, well, let's check in on, you know, the folks at what culture and see what's happening in the world of wrestling. Oh, well, let's put on a Neuron Pure set or, you know, whatever. Oh, you know, got to, you know, check the email today, you know, get away from all those things. Um, get back to what's actually important and pure and, you know, what's actually good for you here. And as I finish up the sketchbook here, um, there's a couple other sketches that I put in, you know, since it's a little color wheel chart, some neurographica. Um, I did make a sketch of the lake and I guess it's not in this book or maybe it is. And I just missed it somehow. Oh, here it is. Yeah. I made a sketch of the lake scene and I tried to sketch the clouds and that's really what kind of made the reflection on the water of the lake is the clouds. Um, so, you know, it's really good to do that there. But I made this one final sketch of a tiger. Just kind of like a tiger's head and, you know, top of his body or whatever. And it's kind of sit in the clouds. And it was to represent the sky tiger, which was the type of Aya that we had. Apparently, there are 80 different vines that you can mix in to make your, you know, Aya brew. Um... You know, some are a snake, some are a horse, some are a bear, whatever. 
Um, you can have, you know, some very playful and laughing, jovial, you know, with friends, and some are very introspective. This medicine here, Sky Tiger, is being described as one of the stronger medicines. Um, it's really a medicine for courage, really a medicine for hope, you know, a medicine to kind of get away from, you know, the depressive parts of life. And, you know, I really... I spent some time on my tiger. Um, I had to look up a picture of him off the internet in order to get a nice little image. Um, but I spent some time on my tiger and really, you know, worked on getting him to have the look and feel that I would want there. Uh, it's a gentle-looking tiger. You know, the face kind of looks like mine, but, you know, tiger nonetheless. There's some stripes on him and everything. And Yeah, that... That really kind of sums up, you know, the experience that I had, you know, being that it was a strong, powerful, tiger-like medicine. Um, so, yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that there. And, you know, I haven't done a lot of, I haven't done a lot of creating, you know, since this whole experience. Um, I did a couple sketches here in the book, you know, one of the lake house, one of the tiger. Um... You know, there's a just a little, you know, little bits and pieces, but nothing like too serious. Um, I definitely haven't done like a painting yet, but I made a point of picking up some of the sort of ceremonial jewelry from this experience here, um, so that I would have the colors that I could use for a painting. Um, and you know, I got a bracelet and a necklace, and they're pretty much matching. The bracelet has well, it's like a dragonfly on it. Um, in the bead design. But I wanted to make a point of doing this so that I would have something, you know, to kind of remind me, one, to kind of remind me of this sort of promise and truth there. Um, and to kind of get into that, especially, you know, as I start to think of going back into ceremony, you know, this next coming month here, um, just something that I can use to draw strength from and say, hey, you know, I'm going to be more powerful than, you know, the things that I'm using in my life, the crutches, whatever. Um, more powerful than my pain. I think it's a good way of thinking of that. But, yeah, I definitely um, wanted to get that for the colors also, to do a painting and, you know, do a pour of that. And, you know... To really just draw from that inspiration there you know i want to draw from this sky tiger inspiration um not only artistically in my creations but just in my general daily life you know also so yeah that was pretty much you know that experience there and yeah after the two ceremonies you know he took off a ceremony taita took off a ceremony stuff and was back to the plain little shoes and plain little you know simple clothes and you know you wouldn't notice him from anyone else um the firekeeper took off his ceremonial shirt because he had a pretty special shirt he was using you know so you didn't wouldn't know him from anyone else you just kind of disappeared back into whatever um everyone disappears back into their lives and you know we all move forward even my friend had to disappear back into their life and um, you know, I didn't miss having them around. Um, even when the voice, you know, started, yeah. and that's something there. It's kind of like that voice of God. Um, we want for God to speak with us. And sometimes we get a little frustrated, you know, because God seems to be always speaking. It's like, God, shut up for a little bit. Jeez. 
but if God actually shut up, you wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> and I kind of feel like that, you know, with, you know, the people in my life, the friends, whatever. Um, at times, you know, there's like me sitting here like, man, you got to let me get a word in. You know, all you do is talk, 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 talk. But it's like, ah, uh, if you actually shut up, what would I do? You know, who would I talk to here? I'd have to do podcasts every day just so I could speak something. Um, I'm sure somebody would love. But yeah, um, you know, just having that sort of realization like, hey, you know, there are important people in your life and you have to take the time to talk and listen with them. Um, you need to grow together as individuals, as human beings. You know, we are a collective. We are one. We need to have that sort of love and respect for each other to do that. And it's really kind of helped me, you know, deal with a lot of these other issues. Um, deal with a lot of the things going on. You know, as I return now to the, you know, the real world, especially the Facebook world. You know, I see that not much has changed, you know. We still have the Antichrist as our president. And we still have people who will get offended by that because they either don't see him as the Antichrist or they don't think that you should use the Antichrist name in vain because that's somewhat using the Lord's name in vain or they don't want to believe in religion at all. So how dare you bring up something that has to do with a, you know, for whatever reason, people would, might be upset with those words. Um... And where before, these things would really, and they would really irk me. I mean, like, for days, they'd be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they said that. Ah. Now it's more of the, you know what, I'm just going to let that roll off. Brush that dirt off the shoulders. You know, if they want to believe whatever, let them believe it. All I can do is stand here and hold fast in my belief and my truth. Um, And, you know... Uh, that's it you know all I can do is be Noah and say that the flood is coming I can't force you on the boat (laughs) okay you're not an ox you're not a cattle or whatever you know not sheep or you know whatever the two by two was trying to put on there you know so yeah all I can do is just hey folks there's a flood coming (laughs) keep building my boat okay all I can do is you know be David and be a good shepherd of my life and you know the things that I have the tools that I have the gifts that I have um you know that's all I can really do is just be me be Derek you know so you know that's really a lesson that I've learned out of this is to just keep being Derek don't try to you know don't try to worry about everyone else just keep being Derek keep on Derek's path and you know good things will come um Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, <laughs> you know? So that's kind of where that is. And, you know, just keep that faith, keep going in that. Um, you know, I now still get up and, you know, have a little bit of a Bible study and a little bit of a walk. And um, I might still stretch out the yoga mat this morning. I haven't really decided yet. I want to get this recording done first, I think. But... You know, the yoga mat might be coming out also at some point today. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Just I'm just going to keep working on the art. Keep, you know, trying to plug this whole deal here and just keep going. Keep moving forward. So yeah, I think that's where we have it. Um, I'm wishing I really could tell you guys more. You know, it would be... 
like I said, almost impossible to describe what I saw other than to say 80s video game mode of fractals moving everywhere. Um, you know, I, I'm looking at the fire, especially after the first purge. I'm looking at the fire and, you know, there's things breaking up in the fire and moving all around. I'm going to get the second cup from the guy and his head... His head garb is moving, and you know he's like, oh, whoosh, you know, and I was like, oh wow, I'm feeling this, I'm feeling that, you know, and I'm, I'm actually somewhat understanding what he's saying, even though it's in a different language, just because that little click of my brain's been opened up, and it's like, okay, I can, you know, this makes sense, and I can sing along a little bit, even for words to a song I'd never heard, I'm singing along to after I've just had, you know, my own version of church for two hours, three hours, whatever it was loud church too I mean I'm sure I was disturbing somebody with church um, but yeah I, you know I pretty much saw and experienced everything I definitely felt the presence more you know I definitely felt that sort of conversation with him more I use him for God but um, definitely felt the presence of that more and you know and of, of ancestors also and you know parents also and all that but definitely of you know that presence more and the eye-opening more and, you know, the things moving more and the patterns more. Um, I really wish I could have timed that whole parent pattern experience, you know, between um, having the first purge session, going in, drinking the second cup, having the second purge. My God, what did I see during that? And then after the second purge, it was like, oh, wow, you really getting kicked in overload here, you know? Um, and it's weird because it's like you close your eyes and you ever notice when you close your eyes you get like a little bit of the trails and a little bit of the light sort of moving and you know if you were to close your eyes and but you were looking at a bright source you get like sort of a orangey yellow haze where you could sort of see where that light was still at you know it's not fully dark because you're looking through your eyelids whatever you're kind of seeing whatever little specks of this and that yeah um, on Aya you were seeing that times a hundred times a thousand mixed with you know flashes of things and there's reds and blues and purples and yellows and greens and things are just kind of like moving in and out you know um the patterns are like morphing into each other and uh, crazy 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 stuff um i would recommend it to everyone Obviously, you know, check with whatever medical advice you might need. If you're on certain medications, it may be good to come off those medications before you experience something like this. Um, you know, and I, I know there's a big push in our society now to just jump on to psychiatric medications, you know, for everything. You know, for our depressive moods, whatever. Because we all want to feel normal. We want to just kind of mask things to feel normal. Um, and, you know, and I did the psychiatric medication route for the longest and did not like it. I did not like the masked feeling. So I would say for me, you know, and I don't know, maybe it is possible. Maybe I can somehow, <clears throat> you know, take some cups home, you know, do my own, you know, weekly dose or something or, you know, figure that out somehow or, you know, make enough money where I can afford to go to week ceremonies each week, something, but. You know, they say it actually lasts through your system for two weeks. So I'll come up on that here soon. And um, 
again, glad that I was able to, you know, record this before that time period was up. But yeah, it would be more of a thing for me to have that sort of experience um, of the ceremony versus just going into doing regular psychiatric medications. You know, I'm sure that if I was to have, you know, a doctor listen to like, nah, fuck that, go take our pills. But no, I'd rather not. Um, yeah, so it, it, it does become a thing. And, you know, and I get why, I get why, you know, people say, oh, yeah, it is like therapy in a sense, you know, because of that euphoric sort of rush of things to your system or whatever. And, um, but just also, you know, for me, it's just being able to reconnect with, you know, myself and with God. Um, I spent some time crying, actually. You know, and it was real tears of joy, especially, you know, as a ceremony would go through, you know, I remember just bawling, you know, especially after he was done singing and, you know, whatever. I, I was just like hysterically bawling, like, oh my God, you know, ugh, cry, 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 cry. But it wasn't like I was sad. It was like I was happy. Like for the first time, I was actually happy crying. Um, you know, it wasn't a, oh, this just died, or this just happened, or, you know, the world's so bad. It was like, oh, this is going to be better. Things are going to get better. You know, let me cry because of this, because things are going to be better. Because things are better, you know. So that was a really, it was a really good experience. Um, and, I, you know, as I said, I would definitely recommend this to everyone you know who can make it known to themselves to do to do so so that's about it um you know it's really all i have here for you know the taita the third night the real shaman true shaman i guess is what we're calling this um yeah that's about it for now um I do have a couple of recordings that I had done before the second ceremony just on, you know, my voice not really feeling like it's heard at times or whatever. They may or may not come out. We'll see. Um, I have some artwork that I'm working on. You know, please be sure to check the websites, the socials, all that. You know, some grant projects that I'm going to be working on here to get done that are going to have a few things to roll out with it. But just also, you know, being able to kind of record this ceremony in art form you know and I said I have the jewelry with the colors so I'm really wanting to do some pouring then invokes these colors here very soon you know what I saw and really see if I can even almost sketch out what I saw in a sense you know probably a lot of dot you know probably a lot of dots involved or, you know dots on the surface or something we'll see um, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to creating, you know, with all of this and just creating more of a future, you know, here and really being able to enjoy that. Okay. So that's a lot of talk about Aya and I have a smoothie that's still staring at me to drink and I don't know, maybe yoga happened this afternoon, but, um, this is Derek with Shamanic Innovations. I want to thank you all for joining in today and come back next time. Peace.